to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are be, them, or it, it's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at The Voice of Nightville. With Dash. I'm Emma. <laughs> I'm the Latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he and pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter or on co-host at Topple Thrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. So today we are talking about um, 613 Unforgiven and 614 Mannequin 3 The Reckoning. Um, content warnings for these episodes are as follows. Show typical weirdness about women, misogyny, adultery, transformation without consent. Talk about spider creatures, but no real spiders are described or shown. Memory lapses, missing and kidnapped people, racism, possessed mannequins, bullying, accidental death, mentions of torture and alcoholism, and allusions to child abuse. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Didn't we have an ask in the ask box? Oh yeah, we do have something waiting for us, which is Time Tot asked, Hello, Word of God. Just set, oh, yeah, finished we catching wrong. up with the pod and just wanted to leave you all a note thanking you for many hours of laughs and thought-provoking analysis. I've listened to somewhere around half a dozen Supernatural podcasts at this point. Yes, my brain is broken. We respect broken brains. And yours is the most thoughtfully critical. Thank you. Even when I don't always agree with your character conclusions, I'm slightly more Sam Grill adjacent than any of you. The leftist analysis of Supernatural's more libertarian politics is great, and the goofs are just as fun. I always enjoy Ash's ye old fandom nostalgia, Emma's Supernatural moments, and Wyatt's folklore corners and tabletop nerdery. Shout out from a fellow fellow friends at the table fan one small correction regarding episode 55 in your discussion of family matters you came to the conclusion that monsters don't have souls while i can see how the alpha vampires line could be read that way this is actually not the case the alpha vamp actually asks sam what it's like to not have a soul implying that he himself does own one the lore around souls remains fuzzy and ill-defined but i do believe it is clarified that monsters do have souls and it's their souls that go to purgatory after they die which is frankly horrific if you get turned into a vampire and never kill a single person unless you're cured you're automatically locked out of heaven points out that one tumblr post along the lines of supernatural said monsters are people too but they still deserve to die apologies if you've already recorded your newest episode and corrected this already well we hadn't nope. so thank you thank you um and then a follow-up which is the link to that post yeah yeah whoops sorry. we we misread that line I, I, I rescind my kingdom hearts jokes even if i do still think they were funny also, nice Doctor um, Who URL. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that out of the way, I guess let's talk about um, Some Sam's truly, messed truly up past. supernatural television. Ugh. Jesus. God. Andrew Dabb, I need to commit violence. For legal mm. reasons, this is a joke, but for emotional reasons, I mean it. Um, okay. Transcript. Um, synopsis time. So we see one year ago in Bristol, Rhode Island, Sam and Samuel are on some kind of case that we don't really see much of because it's only a flashback. And we will continue to learn more about this case as we go. So they're on some kind of case. There's like gunshots and things. Um, and then they are leaving town. They get pulled over. Um, and the cop mentions that like he can't get a hold of the sheriff. Um, and then Sam like beats the shit out of this cop and they drive away. Um, in the present... They talk about how um, it's like it's too quiet. Nothing's happening. Um, and then Sam gets a mysterious text of some coordinates and it's bristle. So there's a case. Um, some girls have been going missing and Dean is like, no, we shouldn't go. And Dean, Sam is like, no, I think that 
um, this is going to be relevant. And then, of course, he immediately starts having flashbacks to this cold open case. So we're going <laughs> to see how that goes for him. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, Dean is, because this is an Andrew Tab episode, weird about the missing girls. And then he, like, goes to the, the it's like a sailor-themed restaurant. So he goes to the poop deck, haha. Uh-huh. Um, while Sam gets approached by a woman who recognizes him as the agent, the name that he used in the cold open, um, and her husband is with her. And then Dean comes back because he has found a picture of Sam being in this town before. And so Sam and Dean leave. Um, but Debbie like puts her hand on Sam's shoulder and he remembers that he had an affair with her at the time. Um, mm, Sam. Okay. Then, uh, Sam continues to investigate this, mysterious town that they've been texted to go to and discover that in the last year um five missing guys oh no sorry last year there were five missing guys and now it's girls so they're like hmm why the gender bend i wonder if heterosexuality has anything to do with that um <laughs> so they argue about whether they should do this case and they invoke uh, john a lot and then because sam feels responsible they end up staying um dean talks to the victim one of the victim's um, roommate and finds sam's uh business card with his fake agent name and it was from before nicole went missing because um the guy who went missing lived in their building so sam went to talk to her and then they had sex um meanwhile sam has been arrested by the cop he assaulted in the cold open um (laughs) because the cop doesn't believe that he has amnesia um and he's like wow i can't believe you would come back and keep kidnapping people which fair assumption um then a woman comes in to the jail to ask Sam where her husband, the sheriff, is. Um, this is Brenna Dobbs. Her husband's name is Roy. Um, and we have a flashback to Sam and Samuel talking with Brenna and her husband, Roy, um, who is a black sheriff. And she knows that um, he's a hunter and not an actual federal agent. And so he's like, I don't remember anything from this past year. It's so crazy. And um, convinces her to let him out of jail. She's extremely willing to go along with Sam. I think she should not be. I think that yeah. if you have somebody who probably killed your husband and or kidnapped people, you should not let him out of prison because he's like, I don't remember anything. I can find out if you let me out. Um, <laughs> but it works. Um, she even lets her, she lets him tie her up to fake a breakout. Okay, girl, you have bad taste. Um, Debbie goes... Debbie is the woman that Sam had an affair with last year, and so she's like goes into her basement and gets kidnapped by whatever is doing the kidnapping. And so um, Dean makes fun of Sam for sleeping around, and then he goes... Um, they both go back out when the police scanner is like, somebody else has gone missing, and so Sam is like, you should stay here, but then, of course, he doesn't, even though he is a fugitive. Um, the victims, apparently... Dean discovers that vic- the victims all had sex with Sam, so this must this text, these coordinates, this case, all of it is a trap for Sam. Too bad Sam is not staying put, so he goes to talk to Brenna, um, who tells him Debbie just went missing. Um, that's pretty suspicious. Uh, looks bad for Sam. Um, but then he's like, I need the case files that I know your husband has for this case, and she just fucking gives it to him. Okay. Um... And then he like has remembers the talk about having family. Um, we'll talk about that. There's like a whole conversation. And then he remembers um, having seen the victims when he's looking at the evidence about them. Um, and we see more about the case. Um, these flashbacks are in black and white, so it's so hard to see anything, but whatever. Um, Samuel says that this monster, sorry, Samuel said a year ago that the monster was an arachne. Um, which you usually don't see outside of Crete, and no one's seen it for thousands of years, blah, blah, it's season six. Um, And Sam said, we'll make the monster come to us. And so 
um, Brenna in the present says she wants to know how her husband died and he's like I'm sure he died a hero um, and then he takes the files and gets Zine's voicemail about this being a trap for him and then he sees a big spider web on the Dobbs's porch hmm I wonder if spiders are relevant to this episode um, he's already seen like the in his flashback memories he's seen the victims being all webbed up so we know that this is plot relevant even if you don't know the story of Arachne um, and then Dean shows up and takes him away or something I think that's what my notes say here. Um, Dean suggests that other hunters should take this case because Sam is clearly too plot relevant here. Um, but Sam is so guilty that he, they stay here anyway. They have a very stupid red string montage um, of like trying to solve this case. Um, and Sam continues to remember things. It turns out that the, he and Samuel used Roy as bait um, for the Arachne because he fit the demographic and neither of them did. Um, and so he got jumped and then Sam reveals that he turned on GPS on Roy's phone um, as quote-unquote backup so they go track him to a warehouse where there's a whole bunch of men wadded up in um spiderweb and there's a very boring fight scene that you know they behead the monster whatever she does not look like a spider she looks like a person she has extra pupils yeah. in her eyes um anyway then sam was like the the spider venom has poisoned all of them they're all going to die anyway and so he shoots them all um samuel is a little bit creeped out by this but he lets him do it uh roy was one of the victims, obviously, who was, you know, shot in the head by Sam. Fantastic. Um, so now we see in the present day, Roy is somehow in Brenna's house. He looks like he has gone through something terrible. He is clearly in Arachne now. He's real um, jacked up. That's all so right. So Brenna calls Sam and she's like, I can tell she's in trouble. Okay, Sam. Terrible writing this episode. I hate it so much. And so, yeah, Roy um, gets them. He's told Brenna everything. He does a little villain monologue that is completely deserved. Um but mostly it's like he's jealous that Sam has been hanging out with his wife, whatever. Um, I think you have more more reasonably could have focused on the he tried to kill you thing, but all right. Um, and so the, the the girl Arachne last year was here to breed, not to feed. Um, and the victims didn't die of the gunshots or the fire that he burned their corpses with, their supposed corpses with. So um, now there's a whole bunch of Arachnes just out there. And Roy has been turning the girls, not eating them, so now there's even more. Um, meanwhile, while Roy gives all this speech, uh, Dean cuts free and, like, grapples with him. Brenna cuts Sam free. Sam kills Roy. Um, Sam in the denouement feels terrible about this. Dean is all like, wow, sucks to be you. And then Sam just fucking collapses, and we see him screaming as he is burned by fire. <laughs> this episode is terrible. Uh -huh. I had such a bad time synopsizing it because it's so bad but that's the episode so i've noticed something um we we've kind of like talked slash joked about the show being a police procedural despite the fact that the cops are frequently our boys uh enemies because of the structure the basic structure of the show of investigating mystery interrogating witnesses etc etc um it really feels like the show is caring less and less about that in that none of the potential drama that could be there in those moments like is is prevalent in the scenes anymore the boys mostly just get what they want and it moves on as if the show is like well we have to hit these beats but no one cares about them <laughs> with like the great example being what you just said of like sam just like tells that lady like let me do it and she's like okay i'll let you do it like she just rolls over 
Like, it, 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 theoretically, they have, like, an argument of, like, whether or not she should trust him, but then she just does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, like, the, the, it's, if it's, if it's doing anything, it's being used as a vector for them to express some kind of, like, wh- whatever the emotional theme of the episode is. But, like, you can have interesting conflict by people being like, no, I won't let you do that. But it's been quite a bit, in my memory anyway, that someone has been like, no, I won't let you do that. I guess the cop in the intro that that Sam beat up, but that was more of a that was sort of after everything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like you know, back a few seasons ago, we had a whole thing about like them getting arrested and like the cops actually being after them, and that being like a long running story, which like wasn't handled great necessarily, but the show did consider the consequences of their actions. This one like tried to but it ends like wrapping everything up with a neat bow basically like oh yeah well i caused these problems and there's more spiders out there but like and like i don't know maybe maybe i'll be like gasp they remembered that there's more spiders out there because of it's because sam's fault from when he was a joker fied but i highly doubt it it hasn't brought up those shifters that are out there mm-hmm. yeah raising the stakes has kind of the double-edged sword of like first of all the small things don't matter anymore because we don't have time to spend on like well she didn't give him the case so now he has to break in and get them um and also means that we just have so many more loose ends because they can't bother tying everything up properly so they just like oh yeah there's more spiders out there don't worry about it Mm -hmm. uh yeah well yeah so that's the episode i guess we should talk about it (laughs) yeah I will say, the premise of this is interesting in terms of Sam having to be a detective on himself. Mm-hmm. Do love a good amnesia episode. Unfortunately, this is not a good amnesia episode. No. I feel like we already had one, like, really early seasons, like maybe season yeah, two. Um, with, like, the guy at the little corner store was like, yeah, Sam is a jerk. And they were like, when did you ever meet Sam? Like, didn't we have that Yeah, already? yeah, we did, when he got possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that one episode of like, ooh, is Sam a monster? Was more interesting than this visual noise and misogyny and racism. Like, what is happening in this episode that you didn't already tell us? We get it. Sam did bad things. Oh, my God. Yeah, the the flashbacks fail to make this a compelling mystery because the the show can just give Sam the pertinent information in his own brain when it's most relevant for the plot for him to have it. Like, it's no... There's... It does not... The clues do not arrive as, like, a result in most cases of his investigation, except for when he, like, meets someone and is like, oh, I remember something about them. Yeah, he spends the whole episode going, oh, I don't remember anything, and then every time it's relevant, he just remembers. yeah. Yeah. Like, this would have been interesting if we did not have the flashbacks and Sam just had to, like, infer what happened. Of course, he would have to be a good writer to write that. Yeah. (laughs) And we have uh, determined that Andrew Depp is not. We're too busy having random two-second cuts of women eyeing Dean as he stands there. Like, what was that shot for? Nothing. Just to establish that Dean is pretty? We know this. Move on. (laughs) I I thought maybe she was going to be plot relevant, and then I would forgive them. But it did not become plot relevant, so why would you do it? Yeah. There was this bit where it was like... Um, the victim has a, t- the, not the victim, the perpetrator has a type. Every, you know, woman who's gone missing is a white woman with brown hair. And it's like, oh, so every woman in this show? 
literally. Uh Yeah, I thought that would be relevant, but no, that's those. It is relevant because the point is like, oh, it looks like his wife, I guess. But they don't tell you that. And mm. Well, they also it's, it's happen to stupid. be the people that Sam had sex with. That, that was what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah maybe it's, like, it's Sam's type. Like, what? All the people, <laughs> the people I guess that it Sam is Sam's type, looked, but what about Jess? Alike, like, it's, it literally goes nowhere. It's just stupid. You've, no. You just forgot that you have women in the show who could possibly look like anything else. I don't... If you had a diverse range of women in the show in general, and then this episode was like, oh, all the women look the same, that would be something. But every woman in the show is either a white brunette or a white blonde. So what are you even saying here? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Pens- pensive emoji fist raised for Cassie. Literally. Yeah. Rip queen. We love you. You deserve um, it. This is what we mean when we say season season six is bad. Mm-hmm. There's a couple. Oh, of, like, I have more thoughts on this episode, and then there's ones like this one. I, I yeah, I have more thoughts on this that I'll say later. Um, but meanwhile, uh, Sam should have killed that cop. So true. Mm-hmm. That's actually also my first note. My, <laughs> Same. I have I have like five lines of notes for this entire episode. I hate it, and half of them are just complaining where it's like terrible. Thank God it's over. <laughs> Boring. My first bad idea, girl. Pig. Uh, my first note is Dark Sammy order his crimes, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> they are numerous. It's so dark in this episode. I know that wasn't your point, but especially in uh, the black and white, it's it like it pans over to show us like the victims all spider webs, and it's like I can't tell which one is Roy. I know, literally, literally. My second note is also this isn't a crime. More people should do this to cops. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, but yeah, seriously, they should have, if, if Sam was going to beat the crap out of a cop and run, like, he should have just killed him. I thought him. he was dead. And then he's just like, oh no, it's not that he's dead. He's going to be arresting Sam later. It is very funny when Sam just sort of, like, blunders into him and he's like, hey, it's you! You dumbass! Yeah. You really thought you could just walk back here? You're under arrest. And Sam's like, what? <laughs> Me reaping. Me sowing. <laughs> <laughs> This is like that scene in Lord of the Rings, but worse. <laughs> what scene? Sorry, this whole episode, not this specific scene with the cop, the spider webs and stuff. Oh, oh, yes. Well, see, that's the thing. I was waiting this whole time. I wrote in the chat, please show, give me a big spider. It did not. Um, it did not. It I was, I not. was expecting Shelob. I was like, where's the big spider? Mm-hmm. Or is Shelob the name of the spider in Lord of the Rings? Yes. Okay, or the the one half spider lady from Dark Souls. Yeah, sure. Give me a half spider lady. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, that's probably harder to do than a big like. Doctor Who did it, pussies. Yes, I was actually thinking about this. Doctor Who did everything about the the, this episode and next episode better. I'm very curious what the like special effects budgets uh, budget comparison is between the show and Doctor Who because in my mind they're like the same tier of show but that's probably not true um, particularly for what we know about the CW hemorrhaging money but like Doctor Who's full of cool monsters mm-hmm. that's because they're not chickens and it's not even the monster show it's, not, it's, it's about a time traveling man who has mm-hmm. adventures. There's, like, you know, you're expected to have aliens and stuff in it, but, like, this is the show about people who hunt monsters. Yeah, I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find um, some 
budget estimates between Doctor Who season four and uh, Supernatural season six. Because Doctor Who season four is in 2009. Someone, someone make a like, oh God, please, uh, my family is starving. Please help me budget this. And it's Supernatural's budget. And it's like the, the expensive cars are in the thousands. Jeans. 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 My jeans budget is so high. Robert Singer's renovations. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Is it Series 5 that I'm thinking? Oh, God. No, <laughs> so I found, uh, I guess, a forum um, that's like, what kind of piss-poor budget does Supernatural have? Spoilers through Season 5. And it's like complaining about how everything just looks like a person, right? Uh-huh. Um, and all the responses are like, it would look so dumb if they tried for, you know, very cheap special effects. And it's like, well, I would rather maybe that. they should have gone that route. Um, but then this one says, from nine years ago, what it lacks in special effects, it makes up for with good storytelling. I just hope that keeping the series going past season five doesn't ruin the overall rep too much. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. <sighs> good storytelling? I mean, we like season five, but... Yeah. I just think it's funny to be like, yeah, I love yes. season four, even though it has no budget because it's story. Like, yeah, uh -huh. you're you're not wrong, but I want to know what you think of season six. Yeah, and being like, I hope the show continuing on doesn't ruin it. My Boy, man. I hope Supernatural stays good. Uh, -huh. uh, what did Mel Gibson do in 2010? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I just know uh, my mom hates Mel Gibson. Hold on, let me go to his Wikipedia page. I know he said some stuff, right? But wait, Mel Gibson is who oh. I'm thinking of, right? Mel Gibson. Okay, that's where he. That that was the year that he, um, according to this, reportedly uh, left a racist and sexist tirade on ex-partner's voicemail. Ah. Hmm. Yeah, all Controversies. right. Controversies. Ooh, yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, yeah, no, that's bad. Oof. Yep, nope. Okay, yeah, no, that is that is bad. Yep. Dear God, okay. Wow. Hold on, what are you guys looking... Oh, wait, hold wow. on. Wow. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, I heard, I heard vague things about, like, Mel Gibson being racist, but... Ugh. Okay, so okay. in the controversy section of his Wikipedia, there's nothing about leaving a weird voicemail, I don't think. Yes, there is. He said some oh wait, where is it? There's a there's a comment. Oh here it is. It, yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yep. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, fuck Mel, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, Mom, not a good right. person. I was just like, what specifically happened in 2010? I'm curious. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. what happened. What are uh, do your own research if you want to. But also, you're fine not to. He yeah, said strong some content stuff. warning for having yep. like terrible things is said to this person. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's supernatural being, I guess, topical. Mm -hmm. Uh, we got a little bit. We we're getting some like real Lilith Lilith hours in the Mother of All. Like the show's like, hey, remember that happened? Sam's like, uh, remember like anything about Mother of All? And Dean's like, nope, it's quiet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, remember how there's a big bad this season? Yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> I saw her for two seconds. I do think it's kind of like too too quiet is overused, but the way it's used here is kind of cute. Or Sam's like quiet, like like quiet, or quiet like too quiet. Yeah. All right, so we get this first scene of um, Sam meeting this lady who he slept well not slept with, <laughs> fucked in the bathroom, um, and uh, 
that that I guess it I will say that is sort of funny in hindsight in terms of like the way she talks to him. Uh and like after he's like, Oh whoops. She's like, You remember my husband? Uh-huh. Yeah, my husband. God, the dialogue in this episode makes me want to scream. There's a bit where um when they find out about the missing the new missing person, right? When I think when Debbie disappears. Um mm-hmm. Dean says, okay, all right, I'll go. You stay. Sam says, yeah, fine. Dean says, Sam, Sam says, what? He's, Dean says, stay here. Sam says, fine, go. <sighs> Shut up and go. Shut up and stay. You, We already know he's not going to stay. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. So much of this episode was like, no, no, I'm not listening to this. Um, I do, like, we get the little thing here of Dean saying, there's a reason hunters don't hit the same town twice. We have a habit of leaving messes behind. That's interesting. Well, yeah, but like you can't we've talked about this before. You can't fix it unless you create a like social infrastructure of people knowing about monsters. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, if you stay behind and try to explain to people what happened, you're just gonna get arrested. Well, Brennan knows. Well, it's true. People know, but like people don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note though, the whole don't hit the same town. Again, um, that's where Dean says, it's one of Dad's rules, you never use the same crapper twice. And Sam goes, everyone uses the same crapper twice. And he says, mm-hmm. not us. And Sam gives him like a, a skeptical look. And he goes, you know what I mean, which is actually funny. Uh-huh. Um, and also miserably depressing. They're so unstable. Yep. John, I'm going to kill you again. Literally so true. But also, you finished what you started. So, time to hunt the spider. Um, yeah, there's the... Sam's well, they have the problem is they have this conversation like three times this episode, but the whole Sam feels guilty because this is his responsibility because this was his case and somehow it's happening again. Um, the whole that's on me. Um, and then Sam goes, and you'd do the same thing. It's like, yeah, Dean would do the same thing. You guys both have guilt problems. Um, I have so, so Dean... few notes for this episode. God. Dean talks to this the, to um, the roommate of one of the missing women, uh, where we learn that the nature of their conversation was quote loud and athletic. Mm-hmm. That sudden turn was like sort of weird in that she seemed to be reticent to talk about that, but then she just like admits it again as the part of like, well, they need to have the information, so we're just gonna skip to that. But mostly it was just the setup to the, that joke. So whatever. Uh, Sam stumbles into this guy, like I said, uh, who very reasonably is like, what is wrong with you, my dude? Sam's like, would you believe that I don't remember anything? He says, no, good luck selling it to the judge. Oh, there's also a bit around here where Sam is doing futuristic stuff on his laptop, and his laptop makes this, like, extremely silly, like, hackers-esque computer sound effect. (laughs) I don't know if either of you noticed that, but it's like, like a digital... Like, a weird digital noise that, like, no computer makes these days. No? Okay, fine. Um, Sorry, I'm doing research. Ash, we got a podcast. I'm I'm letting you two take the reins on this one right now. I... I did not I hear have, the computer Again, sound, I have so few notes. No, I didn't hear the sound. I have so few notes. Um, I do think... I have a few things that I did like i think it's funny that um when sam was like no i have amnesia brenna's like what is this days of our lives just because that's the one that j- the mm-hmm. soap that jackals was on that's funny um 
there's a bit where Dean is like, have you seen, you know, Sam? And he like, he says, yay, hi, and puts his hand like seven feet tall. So true. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. Um, there's a bit where I lost it. Okay, right. Um, Dean's like, I hate to say I told you so. Sam says, you, I, you love to say I told you so. He says, actually, you're right. I do love to say I told you so, which is just silly, but like, at least it was fun. Uh-huh. Um... I can't even remember which women is which women which woman is his witch in this episode because I know one of them go like goes there's a bit where one of them goes into the basement and gets grabbed and I was like yeah that's no. Debbie okay, it's Debbie okay that's from the opening from the first scene she's the one yeah who who um screwed Sam in the bathroom okay well did does she just disappear after that because like Roy at the well, end presumably is like, Roy turned her into a yeah, okay, so she is um, just dead. Arachne, she's out there. Or, or you know, Spidering it up out there. Sam convinces Brennan to let him out. It's like, it's an Arachne, blah, blah, blah. They're targeting women. Uh, oh, I guess my other major note is I think it's interesting that Sam did to Roy what John did to uh, Ellen's husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the hunter using someone as bait and being like... Yeah, I think the the plan is stupid. They're like, oh, we're going to use him as bait by having a man of the correct demographic stand just outside, stand literally just be there, like, uh-huh. exist. Like, they, they have no basis to be like, oh, if he's in the park, that's where the guys are getting taken from. No, he's just like, yeah, we have a man. Here he is. Come and get him. <laughs> and it worked because it's terrible writing, but it's so stupid. Yeah. Also, um, Samuel does the whole, in English, please, because Sam said the words GPS. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know if that that trope had even occurred yet. I don't know if he would, I don't know if that would be part of his lexicon as, like, a 50-year-old man in the 70s. 50, 40, whatever. Middle-aged man. Well, he's saying it as something original then, but it still makes me want to shake Davin Laughlin. Oh, well, no, that's what I mean, is, like, it's stupid no, that I he know. says that. Samuel thinks he's so funny. Yeah. I guess there are some moments where, like, Sam gets a flashback when he, like, gets a piece of physical evidence, but, like, none of the moments where, like, there's there's no friction toward him getting that evidence. It's just like, give me everything you know about the case. Okay. Yeah. She's literally, the file's upstairs, I'll be right back. And then he conveniently has a memory of Samuel talking about, like, when Mary was born, it was so cute and sweet. Um, and then he, uh, I don't know, goes to get more beer or something, and Brenna's like, at least you two have each other to Sam. And Sam's like, we have a business relationship, and family just slows you down. <laughs> That's the whole conversation. It's just like, Samuel misses Mary, yep. and Sam is a freak. Yep. And then Brenna comes back with the case files, and Sam remembers all the info about the lore. Oh, yeah. Um, I do like that Sam is like, I'm sure he died a hero. Um, and then when we actually see how he died yeah. the first time around, yeah. Um, Sam, uh, Roy is like spider webbed up, right? And um, Sam's like, we couldn't have done this without you. You're a hero, and shoots him. Um, which is. That was actually like effective. That was good. yeah. I I like mm-hmm. I did like that part of like, well, this is good dark Sammy content as far as like, well, this makes sense for someone without a soul to do. Gotta clean up loose ends. Mm-hmm. Didn't do a very good job though, did you? Should have nope. beheaded them, shouldn't you? Have should have beheaded them. Mm-hmm. 
They always get back up. Just like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, um, I think Dean makes a Spidey senses joke, which is funny. Mm. He does. It's cute. Um, someone also, also refers a... to, to Dean as a waitress. Um, but that's that's it. That's like my last, I like this note. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit a little bit earlier when it's like, oh, they're being stalked by the arachne. Um, where there's like some comically like uh spirit Halloween level like cobwebs attached to the side of the building that Sam just, like looks at for a moment. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like silly string. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not gonna follow up on that? Alright, well. I mean I guess they do follow up on it in terms of like they find the headquarters, but it's like I would be more worried about the spider being close by. Um, do we want to do a folklore corner for Arachne? Uh, yeah, I was going to. I was waiting until we, like, I guess got Found there, got there. Here it is. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, again, just, like, using a term. Like, Arachne, I, I feel like most people probably know the story of Arachne. And, like, she was a good weaver who challenged uh, Athena to, like, a weaving contest. Um, and she beat, I, I, I believe she beat Athena and mm-hmm. was, like... Athena got really mad at her for winning and then turned her into a spider. Yep. Which is which is a bummer for for all you Athena heads out there. Well, shouldn't have been so hubristic. Your fate yeah. is problematic. Yeah, I guess I guess don't challenge the gods to a contest is the is the moral of that I story. Think, I f- I feel like I remember Athena was in disguise and might have challenged her. Like I don't think See, that, that's the thing is it's Greek Athena myth so there. so there's a bunch was... of different versions of the story. Yeah. I think the version yeah. I heard she's in disguise when she overhears her acne bragging. But I don't know if she was in disguise when she challenged her. Fair. I I do not. Uh, also like I'm pretty sure again the version I know um like Athena makes a whole tapestry of like the god's glory and then arachne makes one of like making fun of the gods at like their lowest moments um <laughs> dick mm. move <laughs> not turn me um, into a spider dick yes move, yes but... yes okay so the version so so the most famous version of this is in the metamorphosis um where uh yeah athena appears in the body of an old lady who is like you cannot compare yourself to the gods um and then they do this thing they do the contest, and uh, one of Arachne's weavings depicts, like, uh, Zeus uh, tricking and seducing women to be like, hey, Zeus is kind of messed up, isn't he? And it's like, yeah, Arachne, he is. Athena will oh. remember that. <laughs> I don't think Athena oh. needs reminding that Zeus is fucked up. He ate her mom. That's true. Um, that's pretty there's much also... all my notes for this episode, honestly. This is yeah. there's nothing to talk about. It's bad. It's <sighs> uncomfortable that Sam kills a black man twice in this episode. The same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course that the black guy turns evil into an evil monster, has weird possession issues about his wife who thinks he's fucking dead. Yeah. Um kidnaps and corrupts white women. Yeah. Yep. About the only compliment I can pay this uh Episode is, I like the facial prosthetics, even though it's a dumb, like, look for a monster. I think the facial prosthetics look cool just from a technical standpoint. But that's cool. it. The well, I got the sense cool. also that that's not what he's supposed to look like, but because he got set on fire, it's like he's well, both, like, monster but also has been, like, horribly burned. Because his facial prosthetics, a lot of them look like burn scars. 
I think well, it's a combination saw- because the original Arachne, well, the first yeah. Arachne in this episode, the girl, um, also has like something about her face, but we never get to see her very clearly, so yeah. it's hard to tell. Um, yeah, she has so he has that, uh, and he also has burns well. and a bullet wound yeah. in his head. Not going on yeah. with him. The cooler Daniel. Yeah, he looks cool. He's a, it's a memorable look. It's just like, mm-hmm. how come he doesn't have like spider legs at least? Spider legs, like teeth, like fucking anything. Extra, <laughs> at least like eyes. a spinneret or something. Come yeah. on. Where is all yeah. the spider web coming from? Yeah, where Dick. is all the spider web coming from? Hebus. <laughs> So this this podcast is run by two people now. <laughs> um, my other note also, is that. Um, sorry. Uh, if we're finishing, if we're wrapping up our notes for the episode, my last note is that Sam, um, Sam's like little freak out coma thing lasts like, or wait. Oh no! Hold on, I want to talk about that at the very okay. end. Okay. Um, because I have thoughts about that. Oh, uh, yeah, before that, my, my, one other thing is, like, they mentioned, like, the Arachne came here to breed. I guess Arachnes breed via, like, parthenogenesis or whatever, because it's like, that's not what breeding means. She's biting people and turning other people into things like her, but that's not, there's no, there's no, like, genetic Reproduction like a virus. There. Like, yeah. Which I guess is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, like... you don't need to, to, like, make spider babies if humans are already turning out so many babies, and then you can just make adults of you. I suppose that's true. It's not like the human population is going to run out because, like, three spiders are out there. Mostly just the terminology was weird to me. Like, you don't call when a zombie turns another person to a zombie, like, the zombie breeding. Unless yeah. you're Tina Belcher. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh... uh... Also, so I found heads oh. get chopped off really easily. Yeah, once yeah, of course. You know how necks are. Yeah, classic, yeah. classic, like monster monologuing. Uh oh, we're in trouble. Dean breaks out and kills them. And like, oh, we've seen this a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you? What are your findings? So, Vivian. It's very difficult. Uh, turns out to find out what the budget is for a television show. Yes. Why are you hiding this information from us? Hmm. Trying to cover up something. Anyway, so I found that Voyage of the Damned, which is the 2007 Christmas episode that introduces... No, doesn't int- it doesn't introduce Donna. That's the one with the Titanic, which is very CG heavy, mind you. Uh, it took about 128,000 pounds to produce, uh, which was considered about 35,000 pounds over budget at the time. So it's reasonable to assume that in season four... The budget was somewhere just under 100k for the CG-heavy episodes. Um, And I don't know when... Because the only information on Supernatural budget I could find... um, I don't know if it's from, like, when this information is from, but... Uh, according to IMDb, Supernatural's budget was was between 2 million and 2,200,000 dollars per episode. Uh, 128,000 British pounds is equal to 145,000 US dollars and some change. So that's I'm investigating further to see if I can find like specific episodes like in season six so that we can more closely compare because they obviously throughout Supernatural, they have different budgets as the show gets more popular, as CG gets cheaper, etc. But it from what it from my 
findings right now from this this uh, research, uh, it seems like Supernatural has a much bigger budget than Doctor Who. That is baffling. It is. It's in, it's insane. Okay, let me see. What? Six, six. Yep. Let's see. This doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. See, not to like conspiracy theory about that one guy's like. Um, oh. I can't remember the words now. Um, help me out. Oh, uh, which director was it? It wasn't Robert Singer, was it? Wasn't it Robert Singer? Ian, where are you? This episode was directed by David no, no, Barrett and, and no, 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 no. The the oh. director, the director who who allegedly uh, siphoned off a bunch of Supernatural's money. Oh, the apparent, the alleged um, embezzler. Yeah, that's Robert Singer. Okay. Oh, it was Robert. He's not Singer, only okay. a director; he's like executive producer or something. Right. Right. And lest we forget, um, Lemming's wife. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Lemming is his wife. I'm trying to see around the become an IMDb pro member today to see if I can find any actual like information. I'm looking specifically at episode 14 because there's um some CGI in that episode. This episode like uh Unforgiven is mostly practical effects. So that's cuz nothing happens in it. Yeah, cuz nothing fucking happens in it. And granted the next episode the the graphics or the CGI is not very good. Oh, I loved it though. It's fun though. I love it. Yeah, it's so. It's cheesy. good to look at. Uh, when that when when the when <laughs> I want to talk about the next episode. Can we finish talking about this one? Yeah. So I could talk about when that mannequin smiled. So so <laughs> what it seems is that Supernatural had a much larger budget than Doctor Who did. What they spent all that money on, I have no fucking idea. But it certainly wasn't making their monsters look cool because um, the Runaway so Bride wild. had a gigantic fucking spider monster uh-huh. and a fucking huge ass explosion and a giant star in the sky that was shooting lasers. So like, <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural explain. Yeah, I don't understand. If you know anything about this, please write in because I yeah. I like, I'm not Maybe doubting your research. Maybe they just pay their actors more. Is this specifically the special effects budget? Yeah, I, I mean, know. this may be this like, may be why this may be the thing that was mentioned about um, uh, why can't I remember his name? It's too early in the morning. Ninth Doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston, like leaving the the show over the fact that the like uh cast and cat the not the cast but the crew was like really like underpaid. Oh yeah, the the budget for uh season one was absolute ass, and Peter Capaldi took a huge pay cut. Um, and criticized the BBC for how little they paid um, the mm -hmm. folks at Doctor Who for uh, one of his seasons. So, like, so, Doctor Who should probably cost more, but even then, like, the, the budget comparisons still don't make any sense. Yeah. I'm trying to find specific budget uh, estimates for episode 16. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah, and that's fine. And these numbers are, are not exact. I don't, I have no idea where imdb is pulling this information from about supernatural if you know anything more please let us know take this all with a grain of salt but it does seem like supernatural is more expensive to produce and or has a bigger budget than doctor who like at the at the same at around the same time uh in our lifetime <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah they kill the monster and um like I said last time, 
the show continues to just speed run its plot points in a way that continues to be wild to me. They do it again next episode. Um, yeah, Sam just, to, it's this whole time, this whole time in the background with like Sam remembering things, like the whole reason they're doing the flashbacks and stuff, which I do get is because, of course, he's scratching at the wall and Dean's like, Sam, stop scratching at the wall. He doesn't really do much about it. Because Sam keeps keeps convincing him that he's got to do this, uh, but it's of Sam's course, brain. At the, yeah, no, it's true, it's fair. Um, but of course, at the end when they're when they're chilling, there's a, there's also there's a funny line um, where uh, like it's cute. Dean's like, "Can I get you anything?" Sam goes, "What are you now, my waitress?" And Dean's like, "I'm just trying to make you feel better. Don't be a bitch." <laughs> Sam's like, "Yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, I'm fine." He doesn't say sorry, but like, he says, "Yeah, I'm fine" in a conciliatory, conciliatory sort of way, which is the closest these guys ever get. Um, and then of course, dramatic irony. He's like, "Everything's gonna be okay," and then he like drops down and has his like held seizure. Um, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, okay, so they're just doing it now. All right, and then like. The show sort of poked fun at itself about being a soap opera earlier in the episode with Days of Our Lives. But, like, this is the soap opera thing of, like, you end on a huge moment, like, cliffhanger thing. It's like, well, what's the next episode going to be? And at the start of the next episode, it's nothing. Yeah, like, it's literally. not nothing. Sam just fucking gets it's, up. But he does it just get up. three days. Yeah, but we just skip over all of that and, like, oh, he's fine again. Let's let's go on to do the plot of this episode. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> It's like Davin Laughlin were like, how are you going to handle this one? And who wrote the next one? Charmelo and Snyder were like, um, that sounds like not our problem. Seriously, it's such a mess. I don't get it. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's incoherent in terms of, like, how you do, like, arc-long plotting. It's like they keep just... They... They keep just hitting, they keep just doing the thing, which can be interesting if you keep doing the thing, but not if you're, like, gonna run out of ideas. Like, I don't... Ugh. They are trapped in the narrative, but unfortunately the narrative is boring. Mm-hmm. Like, my, one of my first notes for next episode is, two minutes in, they resolve the cliffhanger. Time for a regular old cold open. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, the budget for Supernatural when it started was only $20,000? According to that source, yeah. Oh, wait, I should probably get the source. For the whole season? That also feels like lying, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna do an investigation. Mm -hmm. At the IRS. There's stuff All in this... season one that it like looks better and is more creative than than stuff in season six. Mm -hmm. Like the Bloody Mary episode of season one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That episode's great. All of the all of the references that um we're using for these numbers will be in the, the show notes, by the way. <sighs> well, uh, so that's the episode, I guess. I'm like, is there anything more thematically relevant to talk about here? Not really. It's, it's no, just no. not. All we learned is that good. Sam did some bad things when he was soulless. Well, and it's not good in an uninteresting way. Like, that's the thing, I guess, is like, soulless Sam could be an interesting exploration of like morality and utilitarianism. Like I said, but it's like he was almost like too edgy in terms of like. I gotta kill yeah, these it's people. Like, look I gotta at him use beat this up guy's cops. Bait. Oh my god, Sam would never do such a thing. Yeah. Look at him kill these people instead of trying to even look if there's an anti venom. 
Um, he brings up like a brown recluse bike can kill a human, and like yeah, it can. It doesn't. He often. has no. Um, we do just... not have anti venom for it, but like this isn't the brown recluse spider. This is a monster you could look into a magic yeah. cure. Like it's not like he's. It's not like he did research into like arachne like venom. Yeah, no. no, he's just like, I don't want to deal with the consequences of my actions, so I'm going to kill these guys. Yeah. And it's like, some of these guys have been missing for, like, a week. If the if the Venom was uh -huh. really killing them, uh -huh. and you could not save them, they would already be dead. Uh-huh. At mm -hmm. least Roy. Roy's only been poisoned for, like, an hour. <laughs> it's It's just lazy writing. And I mean, I guess, like, we know that they were turning into spiders, but, like, I don't know. Anyway, um, so Brenna Dobbs was played by Miranda uh, Frig Friggin Friggin, I don't know, uh, who was um in who was Veronica in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids TV show, uh, Susan Carver in Jake Two Point um, and uh, Angie Finch in Primeval New Worlds, which <laughs> Primeval New World is about like is a is another Monster of the Week show. Uh, about like people hunting uh, creatures that emerge through like time portals, uh, but I need to, I need you guys to see what the poster for this show looks like. Truly incredible poster. Oh my wow. god. <laughs> um. Also, fun thing. This is like a sci-fi show filmed in Vancouver. Uh, it takes place in Vancouver. <gasps> Vancouver plays itself. Vancouver plays itself. Congratulations. Uh it's apparently a spin-off of um uh, uh I think a UK show called Primeval which honestly might have an even better poster <laughs> just because I don't know, I can't tell if the like superimposed jpeg of like a like uh, uh t-rex model is funnier or not than these like extremely bad cgi dinosaurs at least on the uk poster the characters like look serious that's true it's true uh, but also that's like there's something very funny about a guy like looking darkly down with his like eyes peering up at the camera and just like dinosaurs exploding out of the street in the background. It's true. It's true. Uh, join us for our primeval podcast. Oh jeez. It's only thirteen episodes. Well, it is British TV. Yeah. Oh, the Canadian one is is thirteen episodes. How much is the British one? Thirty six episodes. Damn, it ran wow. for thirty six episodes. Uh, anyway, she's also Janice Wayne in Heartland, uh, Paula Bowman in Day of the Dead, the TV show, and uh, Lynn Smith in Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries. Uh, Roy was played by Joe Holt, um, who was uh, Jesse in All American Homecoming, uh, Fred Wilkes in the like new dark like serious bel-air tv show or like fresh prince of bel-air show which i've heard like mixed things about girl what the fuck uh-huh yeah well listen it's 2022 there's nothing new under the sun you just gotta reboot old things everything and make them is serious Riverdale. uh and leopold bennett in the walking dead world beyond um speaking of franchises that never die uh and lastly um Edward Drake, who I don't even remember who that was, uh, is one of the guys that got captured by the Arachne, I guess. Um, oh, was he the? I think he was the husband from the beginning. Oh, oh the one who. No, that guy's name was Don. I think. 
Oh, well, I don't know. But anyway, Maybe he's the guy um, in glasses. He was he was um Mr. Kinkle in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh anyway, that's the episode. I'm gonna take a yep. break now. Uh when we come uh, back. Just just a second. I found Ooh. some possibly more accurate numbers. Okay. Thank you so much to Alice Jester uh over at the Winchester Family because that this is two two of the sources I used are from this person. Mm-hmm. Um so in two thousand nine, which is just around where we are, I think. Or no, we're in 2011. We're in 2011. But in 2009, when Supernatural hit 100 episodes, because, like, if any of you guys yeah, know about how TV show works, when when, an, when a, a show hits a certain amount of numbers, it's more of an investment, so they give it a higher uh, budget. So in 2009, when Supernatural hit 100 episodes, they um, went from $300,000 an episode, roughly, to 700000 an episode, a little less, roughly. Um and at the time of this writing, which was November 29th, 2011, the current budget is estimated at slightly under $50 million per season. Uh, but season seven had an extra episode. Um, so much money. Per episode cost runs at approximately $2 million to $2.2 million an episode. That's um, absurd. Yeah. So once again, Supernatural has a much larger budget than Doctor Who does. Um, and obviously, like... Like I said already, like these aren't exact numbers, and they're not going to align exactly with timelines and stuff. But Doctor Who relies a lot more on CGI than Supernatural does most of the time. Yep. Yep. And like Doctor Who should def- definitely be paying more for its CGI. I'm sure its CGI like uh, visual effects artists are like severely underpaid because all all VFX artists oh, yeah. are severely underpaid. But like, yeah. still. The, the the difference there is baffling. Where's all that mm-hmm. money go? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, I hope they're paying their actors well. Yeah. Let me see. I don't know if the article says anything about what Jensen, Jared, and Misha actually yeah. make um, per episode, but when the show got a higher premium, they got a pay raise, and they continue to get pay raises as the show continues. Yeah. Um, so... Well, uh, if you find any more information during the break, feel free to share it at the, before, like I when will. we come back. But we are going to take a break now. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the Mannequin episode, Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. So this episode was written by Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder and was directed by Gianna Suzwark. Sorry, I don't know how to say those words. Uh, So we pick up exactly where we left off in the last episode with Dean trying to wake up Sam from his mini Kona, and Sam wakes up, hooray. Uh, then we head over to the cold open victim. We're in a college science lab, and a janitor is mopping up the place. The camera lingers on the anatomy mannequin, so we know some weird shit is going to go down. A cut opens on the guy's forehead, and then he turns around, and the worst CGI'd mannequin I've ever seen is there, oh, and I don't know, so fucking good. kills him. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, back with Sam and Dean, they rehash kind of what happened, and Dean gives Sam some advice for getting over being tortured in hell. Shove it down, and you let it come out in spurts of violence and alcoholism. Dean, you are so messed up, baby girl. Mm-hmm. And then they head out on the job, because this is how we cope. 
Uh, in the science lab again, which is now a crime scene, Dean starts playing with the anatomy mannequin's guts, and they're going to do their usual sweep. Uh, EMF and stuff. Then Dean's phone rings. It's Lisa. Dean declines the call because he's a baby. Uh, the EMF goes off, so we know there's some ghostly activity here. There's nothing on the dead guy that might lead to why he was being killed by a ghost, and nothing about the college or the land it's on either. Uh, then we head to a mannequin factory. There's a security guard wandering around, and it's like the first five minutes of the new Who pilot, except it's more violent and uh -huh. there were no explosions. Um, Sam and Dean are at that crime scene the next day. The EMF is going off again. Sam puts forward the idea that a ghost is possessing the humanoid mannequins, like Chucky. But it's weird because uh, of the distance between the college and the factory. They're like a couple towns apart. Again, nothing on the most recent victim. However, they do find a young woman disappeared from the factory about a year ago who had a sister in town. Uh, this time when Lisa calls, Dean answers, but it's not Lisa. On the phone, it's Ben. Apparently, Lisa is in rough shape. She's not leaving her bed. She's not talking to him. He begs Dean to come over and help them. Dean leaves, and Sam continues the case. Rose, the missing woman, was a little bit weird, and people bullied her. When Isabel, her sister, shows him a picture of a holiday party at the factory, Sam recognizes the two dead guys in the photo, so we know what connects the victims. Uh, so Sam goes over to the factory to interview some people. The, this one guy is particularly suspicious, and Sam makes a note of it. At Lisa's house, Dean rings the doorbell, and Lisa answers, all done up and in a little black dress. She is absolutely not, like, depressed and living in her bed. This was a really good, this was a good twist. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, mwah. Dean instantly grocks what's going on. Ben lied in order to get Dean back here to win Lisa back. Lisa invites him in, and they talk a little bit about the guy she's with, etc. And then, of course, they talk about the bullshit that's been going on between them. Back in the factory, Johnny, uh, who's the guy that was acting suspicious, gets a gash on his forehead, but he's saved by Sam, who gets him to the break room and salts the doors and windows. He forces Johnny to tell him what happened to Rose. Turns out, he and some of his friends convinced Rose that she had a secret admirer, and they were pranking her. When she found out, uh... There, during a scuffle, uh, she accidentally hit her head on a coffee table and died. Uh, the guys decided to cover it up, so now we know why she has a grudge. Uh, Dean heads uh -huh. into Ben's room to talk about why he called him. Ben's worried because Lisa and Matt are getting serious, and he wants Dean to come home and for everything to go back to normal. Dean insists that if he were to come home, Ben would turn into a shitty alcoholic hunter like he is. Ouch. We're definitely going to talk about this scene. It made me scribble. Uh -huh. Um... So Sam burns Rose's body and tells Johnny that he's safe and that he needs to get the hell out of Dodge. At his apartment, he talks to a woman named Jenny, insisting that they're leaving. We find out that this is a sex doll. And then, of course, Rose possesses said sex doll and murders Johnny. Uh, Sam returns to Isabel's house, trying to figure out what Rose is holding on to. It's not her, her remains. He finds out that Rose gave Isabel a kidney when they were teenagers. So now the question is, how do we get, that go how do we get rid of the ghost without, you know, killing her? Uh, so, Rose possesses the Impala, chases Dean around, he manages to get it to crash into a building and get Rose out of it, but then Isabel got impaled by a piece of glass? So she very conveniently dies, uh -huh. so Rose can move on. Uh, and Sam and Dean talk about how much they hate their lives, and then the episode ends. Truly, the my okay, I have two big problems. I like this episode overall. My two big mm -hmm. problems with it are, A, the extremely sick anatomy dummy never comes back, despite the fact that they do an excellent, like, uh, not exactly Chekhov's gun, but a potential foreshadowing when Dean, like, takes a part out of it. I was very much expecting it to, like, try to take a part out of Dean in the third act. That, like, that's how you <laughs> write horror stuff. Like, they frame it so ominously and then never do anything with it again, and it's a huge bummer. Um, 
Second thing is they did not know how to finish this episode. No. No, it they is came so up, obviously they came up, themselves into a corner. Yeah, they came up with an extremely clever idea of like a new way of using ghosts. I was like, oh, how are we going to deal with the fact that a part of the of the original, like of the dead person's body is still alive and thus can serve as an anchor for the ghost? That's really clever and interesting. Um, and then they were like, well, I guess we just kill the person because <laughs> we only have five minutes left in the episode. Yeah. Uh, real, real bummer for a cool idea, but yeah, it it's like a balloon. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, I did not expect an episode called Mannequin Three: The Reckoning uh, to make me really sad about uh, Dean Winchester, Supernatural, and Ben and Lisa. Yeah, literally. Supernatural is like, what's the dumbest idea you've ever heard of? Now, what if it made you really, really upset? Literally. It's, it's like, a very good, like, thematic through line, though, for, like, schlocky horror. Like, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a understandable reason for why the ghost is haunting, like, mannequins in particular. Uh, it's, it's a clever way of, like, setting up, like, what the victims have in common. It's just a sad, like, thing that happened. Because, yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. people fall and die. And, like, oof. Um, yeah, my, uh, my also only other complaint, I guess, like jumping ahead, but I might as well talk about this now. Um, the way they frame the scene, I, I feel the prank made perfect sense in terms of like, oh, this is a good prank that like I can see people pulling. Well, you know, good by good. I mean, like, uh, I can see it's it being prank. something people would do. It made sense. It wasn't too contrived. Mm -hmm. The thing that was contrived about it is, like, she goes into the house and, like, comes up and, like, taps his shoulder. Like, excuse me, what? Uh, the fact that you're just gonna go meet this guy who you have no idea who yeah. he is at his apartment all alone. What they What they should have done is, like, put him in a doorway or something. So it's, like, the door opens outwards and it's, like, ah, mannequin or whatever. But, like... Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter that much. They needed her in the house so they could have the blocking for the scene. It's not a huge deal. It's just kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess, going back to the start, um, yeah, boy, they sure, like, the, the sand thing sure means nothing. I mean, we talked about this mm -hmm. prior to the break, but, like, it's so dumb. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure it's gonna come up again. I'm sure they're setting this up as a recurring problem, but just, like, the way they end the episode compared to the way this one starts, it's very... It, it annoys me. Yeah, it's so Like, dumb. they ended this the same way that season three ended, where, like, we see Dean screaming in hell. So, like, we see Sam is, like, on fire, surrounded by fire. And then next episode, he's just passed out, and Sam shakes, Dean shakes him for a little bit. And then his eyes open, and there's, like, a, an honestly genuinely pretty cool, like, mm -hmm. fire in his eyeballs thing. And then it goes out, and he's fine. And he doesn't yep. even, like, know what happened. Yep. He feels like shit, though. So true. Yeah, it's not a very strong... Uh, like all this time, Dean's like, "Oh my God, Sammy, don't scratch, don't scratch the wall, don't, don't do anything," and it happens, and Sam has like a little seizure, and then he just has a headache, and it's like, and it could work, like waiting for the other shoe to drop, like, okay, when mm -hmm. is when when are the floodgates going to bust open? Like, when is Sam gonna start bleeding from his eyeballs? But they don't actually put any work into making that tension. They just kind of yep. leave it. Yep. And also, like, again, the, like, fundamental core problem with this show is, like, it's got two characters in it. We know they're going to be fine because they need to keep making the show. Mm-hmm. 
Which is why I think the, like, Sammy Soul thing, like, was good tension in terms of, like, the actor is still here, but uh-huh. this isn't our boy. We need to get our boy back. I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get this excellent, like, schlocky horror cold... I mean, it's not the cold open, because the cold open is on Sam, but, like, you know, where the cold open would normally be. Um, the way this mannequin smiles, it's 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 so good. It's so bad. The most plastic-ass, like, CGI. But, like, it works for a mannequin, because it's, like, not supposed to be humanoid. There's just this weird, like, airbrushed quality to it. That's like, fair. Like, it looks like they yeah. took the blur tool... It is kind of blurry, yeah. I mean, it's kind of low res, is the thing. Yeah, like there's it. It looks like, you know, it could have been in like a 2009 like Resident Evil game, <laughs> but that looks good in like because everything else yeah. is the same graphics quality. Yeah, it looked very anachronistic. I love it, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, that is so clearly CGI. I don't even know if it's scary. I like. I'm saying this is oh, it's not scary. It's just fun. It yeah, is fun. It's, it's not like scary, but it it fits the genre of like cheap, yeah. like slasher movie type uh-huh. of like, oh no, what's gonna yeah. happen to this guy? I bet he's about to get murdered. Um, um I had a great time with this cold open. The yeah. I will say the uh, CGI later with the sex doll looks better. Um, yes, the sex doll is a lot more. It's the way she creepy. smiles is like genuinely like uncanny valley creepy. Yeah, the the mannequins. I think they did a better job of it in Doctor Who. Uh huh. But you know, I mean, that was mostly good directing. Um, in it's terms true. of the way those man- the way the mannequins were framed. Um, yeah, I just like the way they move. Yeah. Um. But yeah. We got yeah. evil mannequins, and obviously the episode named Mannequin Three: The Reckoning. It's like it knows what it's doing. It's like we're gonna have a fun schlocky horror episode. Yeah, yeah, it's genre aware in that way. And then they're just like also have some emotional trauma. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Like like uh you said Ash um. It's like. Sam sort of like it's weird because like he sort of remembers it right because he says like it felt like a week but also like he's fine he's like it wasn't fun but I'm fine it's it's weird he was just mysteriously unconscious for a week and he's fine about it yeah well he says I feel like I got hit by a planet which is a pretty fun line I will say yeah I like it yeah um yeah this is where like you said it's like you shove it down, let it come out in spurts of violence and alcoholism. And Dean and Sam says, that sounds healthy. And Dean replies, well, it works for me. Dean, it Dean. does not work for you. It does not work for you. And then Dean says, it's not a joke. Dean. Also, he's got fucking Dean's opioids for help in his are pocket. Not even like, yeah, he's, he just gives, Dean some dr- uh, gives Sam some drugs. He's like, they work. He They're offers effective. them. Uh-huh. Dean. Sam says no to your drugs. Your fucking mentals. Your, your mental problems. Your physical your problems as well. Is the Literally. is is supernatural going to address the opioids epidemic? God, I hope not. That's what season seven could have done. Please, God, no! <laughs> Shut up. Um, it's difficult to imagine how season seven could have been any worse. <laughs> I guess, uh, read the read Sam being a year off. I guess this is when Jersey Shore got big. Also, in the past, like, year, 
because yeah, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore started in 2009, um, so I guess it had begun airing when Sam was still had his soul, but um, he wasn't. He missed 2010, right? Because we're in 2011 uh, now. I don't know. Time is wibbly wobbly. The year time skip has has kind of messed with me in terms of where we're at with the show, but that's what I assume occurred. Um, but yeah, Dean's like, maybe we'll have a Snooky sighting because we're going to New Jersey. And Sam, Sam goes, what's a Snooky? And Dean goes, that's a good question. Yeah. This is how you know that, um, this episode was like written by people who primarily seem to live on the West Coast because that's the only Jersey joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know show, enough yeah, New Yorkers we that talked if anybody about, from like, the- This show does not care about where it is in America. Yeah. I just know, I know enough New Yorkers that if anyone from the East Coast had written this episode, yeah. it would have been chock full of, this place fucking sucks! Did you say something about New Jersey, Emma? No, I was just gonna agree. Okay. Fuck New Jersey. Yeah. Sorry, New Jersey listeners, <laughs> I love you. I have, I have friends who live in New Jersey and would agree with you. When I say sorry, um, New Jersey listeners, I mean I'm sorry that you have to live in fucking Jersey. <laughs> 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 um... All right, so we cut to the lab where they're investigating all this, etc. Um, Dean, because he is a child, immediately sees an anatomy dummy and is like, ah, sick. Time to, to be poke fair. <laughs> to be fair, I would also find it difficult to resist. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this is where he takes the heart out and is like, be my valentine to Sam. Sam's like, we're trying to be professional here, man. He's like, we're working, and Dean goes, oh, I have a heart. Uh-huh. He's Meanwhile, the dork. camera is like at a Dutch angle on yeah, the anatomy the dummy's like, spooky face. Dummy. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so good. Um, let's see. We learned that this we learned that this janitor was a good boy, except was he? Mm. What evil lies in the hearts of white men? <laughs> Literally, so true. I don't know why you tell me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Being being attacked on my supernatural podcast. Oh no! Whatever we do. <laughs> That's a rude thing to call Ash. <laughs> it's not inaccurate. Uh, so they don't find anything. Um, except for EMF. Yeah, uh, I like that. Uh, Dean is like they don't even dissect anything good in here. Anything bigger than Kermit, they use an iPad. Which is just Which such is a weird line. Because- also, yes. um, one of them is like, do you smell sulfur? And they're like, we're in a science lab. Yeah, that's a fun red herring. It's it's also, it's so funny that Dean is like, they dissect things on an iPad. Like, bro, this is a college campus. My college has a cadaver lab with, like, actual dead people. Uh-huh. So, like, I, <laughs> maybe in high school they, they might use, like, surgeon simulator, but, like, not in an actual college A&P class. I've never had to dissect anything. No one asked me to. Me neither. Shrug. Like, I know, I, I, Alex, when you were in A&P, did you have to dissect things? What did you dissect? Um, frog, baby pig. You heard it here first, folks, and that maybe was Maybe this is, maybe this is like a shitty fake college. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I just love how out of touch it is. Yeah. Uh, well, it's trying to be in touch because it's like technology, iPads, the future. But it's like, these darn kids don't even dissect frogs anymore or whatever, uh-huh. and it's like, th- they literally do. Well, no, they dissect frog anything bigger than Kermit. These darn kids don't even dissect pigs anymore. Oh my god, that's what bigger than Kermit meant. Yes, I was about to address, like, why doesn't it make sense to you, Emma? That is why, that is why he says Kermit. So Dean communicates in references only. 
That's true, that's true. Um so yeah, anyway, uh we get a cut to um the uh blue Power Ranger from Power Rangers Ninja Storm being killed by a mannequin. Um, so true. That's an early actor it's fact. A, it's a brutal, brutal killing too. Yeah. Uh, that's also my only actor fact for this episode, so <laughs> I'm just gonna say this now. This is Jorge Vargas, who was the Blue Power Ranger in Power Rangers Ninja Storm. I bring this up because it's because like he doesn't he's like not named, I don't think, so it's like it's this character here, so at the end of the thing I don't uh, have to his be name like is Johnny. Oh he is? Okay. No, it's not because he calls for Johnny. Oh wait, fuck. He's I, he was just credited. No, as it's the Johnny. Watch. No, the oh god, you're fucking right. I forgot the other guy with the soul patch. That's who I was thinking of. That's fair. <sighs> There's too many people in this episode. Mm -hmm. Oh no, apparently he's Dave the Watchman. Never mind. But he's never named in the episode. I guess just in the credits, he's credited as Dave the Watchman. Anyway, yeah. Um, the the Blue Power Ranger is killed in the scene. Um, rip to him. Yeah, I think Supernatural is very dangerous for Power Rangers. It's true. It's true. We've had other Power Rangers get killed in the show also. Um, but yeah, these mannequins are fun. It is very brutal. Uh, it's scissors, right? That he gets killed uh, No, with. I think they go at him with scissors, but the, the killing blows. Oh, the right. Pipe. He gets impaled by a big pole. Just yeah. like Zine. <laughs> no. Um, All right. Happy yeah, belated the, the November 5th to everyone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's November 6th. Castiel um, has been gay on screen for two slutty, slutty years. So true. The, like, sort of stop-motion nature of the mannequin, like, raising the pole and slamming it down was fun. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting, like, fun effect to yeah. watch. It's stuttery in the way that I like. Uh, but anyway, the boys come investigate this, and they're like, EMF. And then Sam truly makes an extremely logical leap in terms of, well, we need the plot to move on. Sam's like, hmm, there was a dummy in the last crime scene... There's a dummy in this one. Yeah, for real. Detective Sammy is like, I understand how plot works. Uh-huh. He knows. Like, it's fine, but it's a bit of a leap. Yeah, it would require at least, like, one more piece of evidence before I was like, yeah. okay, Rule yeah, of I threes, come on. Yeah. They skipped it. They did it on twos. That's not right. <laughs> Amateurs. Um... um it is Sorry, it go. is pretty funny that Sam I mean pretty cool that Sam is like if ghosts can possess humans and move objects why can't they possess this? Um yeah, why don't we see ghosts possessing uh -huh. objects more often? We've had dolls, right? We had the um playthings. Yep. Yep. I mean, I think it's probably because the object has to be particularly relevant to the ghost in life. And in this particular case, uh, uh, I assume being pranked by this mannequin and then immediately dying left a pretty strong psychic impact. Yeah. In the way that, you know, a lot of people don't have items that are that significant to them. I mean, I guess she possesses the Impala also, and the Impala doesn't have anything to do with her, but... Yeah, well, she makes a comment about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, like... Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I, it's also influenced by the fact that... I mean, a a living part of her is still yes. walking around. Yes, it's true. Which I suppose um, could make her more stronger. Shrug. Yeah, she's she's tethered to Isabel, so everywhere Isabel goes, that's where Rose has like the strongest influence, because Johnny just so happens to live in an apartment above the bar that Isabel goes to that night when he's murdered. Um, yeah, it's a little hand wavy in terms of how she's able to move yeah. around. 
Yeah. Like, obviously, Isabel wasn't at the crime scene when the crimes happened. It just, like, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, Peter Pan, like, taking off his shadow, and the shadow ghost commits murder. Yeah, or it's, like, it leaves a... It's, like, uh, it leaves a zone that, like, eventually fades, but it's, like, anywhere she goes, the ghost can access for, like, a period of time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of dumb, but it doesn't matter that much. It's a... It's a no. It's a fun, like, wrench in the works in terms of how ghosts works and ghosts work in a way that lets the boys be suspicious. Mm-hmm. And it's not like any of them are too far apart from each other, right? Because they all work in the same factory. Yeah, but the geographically, Dean says it's like a different zip code. It's oh, no, and yeah, you're away. right. And also, like... Which doesn't make also, any sense. Also, they worked in the same factory. Like, like, this guy left. Yeah. This guy switched jobs. So, yeah, I don't know. But Isabel goes to the college. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's I I don't proclaim to know how the Midwest works, but I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense for most everyone to work in a factory two towns over. What do the people in that town do? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, well that's why I think this I think the jan everything else happens in the town where the factory is, but the college is is elsewhere. So she has to commute kind of far, I guess. Oh, uh, I guess that I guess that makes yeah. sense. Ugh. I mean, I guess it's like driving out to Cheney to mm-hmm. go to the college I went to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. So they investigate this guy. Um, they find out that the that uh, Rose went missing. Um, and then this is where the uh, Ben phone call occurs. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I like that. To answer it, he wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Um. And speaking of which, I also like that Dean's like, I, I can't just leave. And Sam's like, dude, you gotta. I like that it's Sam that pushes him to do it. Mm-hmm. He's like, Sam I had to deal soul. with my past year. You gotta deal with yours. Mm-hmm. Says the, Tell him t- like, to stop not answering, like, Lisa's hundred phone calls. Uh, Dean. Mm-hmm. Baby girl, you are so messed up. This truly is, like, depression brain where you're like... I know they want to talk to me, but they don't really want to talk to me. I'll just make their lives worse. Mm-hmm. But it's not belittling, belittling anybody. I say that because I've been there. Mm-hmm. We know how it is. Um, so Dean takes off. Um, good, I, I guess, briefly, uh, uh, good acting from uh, Ben's actor here in terms of, like, he, so- mm-hmm. he sold it. Like, I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> Such a little shit. I love him so uh-huh. much. Yeah, good That's good acting son. both in character and out of character. Yes. Ben the character sold it and Ben's actor also sold it. Mm-hmm. Um, ben selling it. Sam goes and does Sam goes and does the investigation by himself. Um talks to Rose's sister. Not much happens in the scene. No. Um they like talk on the phone. Um is this where we get the fun like like funky music uh like interview uh montage yeah it's when sam goes to the factory uh-huh. uh which just, by the way this... this is a show about americana that has mm-hmm. gone on for six and a half seasons i'm pretty sure this is the first time they've gone to a factory <laughs> you know what you're so fucking right they're in the midwest all the time and this is the first time they've gone to like a factory where oh everyone in the town works there fuck x-files did it faster than Supernatural did. 
Yeah, I, and I mean like you know, factory labor in America is like has has is continuously going down and was particularly going down at, in this era. But like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised there was never an episode focused around a town where like the factory died or whatever. I think there was the. I mean, the factory in Yellow Fever. Yeah, I was gonna say Yellow Fever had counts. that kind of, but like it wasn't really about that. This is like. This is very closely rhyming with Yellow Fever now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a better version of Yellow Fever for yeah. sure. So you know Andrew Dabb did not write this episode. <laughs> anyway. Wasn't Yellow Fever more of like an industrial like a It was like a a wood Yeah, it was like a wood plant. processing. Yeah, which is which is factory adjacent, but this is like a manufacturing factory. That's true. Which is different to me. Yeah, I don't know what they're making, but they're making stuff. Well, it says she well, was actually clearly they're making clothes. So yeah, I think they're yeah. Yeah, obviously, since the mannequins. I just wasn't sure if they were like making pillows, but mm. if they have mannequins, they're probably yeah. making clothes. Um. So yeah, we have this factory montage. Uh, Sam meets the most suspicious, uh, like person of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some some classic cop procedural. Press X to doubt. Like you seem nervous, mm-hmm. Johnny. I didn't say upset. I said nervous. But to be fair, Johnny does have terrible vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dean shows up at Lisa's house and <laughs> says, "We've been parent trapped," which was great. Is very funny. Uh huh. So good. Uh, this scene is delightfully awkward. Yeah, this is also the second Doctor Who reference of the episode because the guy that Lisa's oh, Doctor Matt. Is- his name is Matt. He's a doctor, and um, I didn't catch that. The the ghost's name is Rose, and that was Rose's first episode. Um, was the mannequins? Wow, I didn't catch yeah. either of those. Good, good call. <laughs> I did think about the fact that the character was named Rose. I I didn't because lots of people are named Rose, but yeah, Rose mannequins. Duh, I feel silly, but <laughs> oh well. Yeah, Doctor Matt. Oh, wait a second, had Matt Smith started? Being a doctor. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that this show, this episode came out in 2011. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Season five was 2010, I think. Uh, so yeah, y'all want to talk about the scene? <sighs> um, I think it's funny that Dean is like, "Oh, Doctor Matt, how respectable!" And Lisa's like, "Really." Uh huh. She's mad because she keeps calling, and he says, "I almost called you back about a hundred. She says, "Good to know." Yeah, Dean, that doesn't do shit for her. Yep. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to sad boy your way out of this one. He says, "What do you want from me?" She says, "I'm not asking for anything." He says, "Well, then ask for something." Ugh. Uh-huh. He needs to be. She able was to calling divide. you. I really like this as far as like cognitive dissonance for Dean goes. Of like, mm-hmm. he both wants to be in her life but does not want but doesn't want that because he doesn't want her to get hurt mm-hmm. like having to deal with like these two separate desires and like being unable to square them mm-hmm. and then just also i love the the what do you want from me i don't want anything well why not yeah <laughs> if you want something from me i can try and do it if you yep. if you don't want anything yep. then there's nothing i can do about yep. it yep it's good it's good um, and then Ben shows up and they both go go to your room at the same time. Yeah. That's really good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I can't just ask for something. 
like I know what I want. I can't have it. Not how you live. My phone rings. I think tiny chances of you, big chance it's Sam calling to tell me you're dead. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Roblox wow. She she knows what she wants and she can't have it. Oh my gosh! The one thing she wants is the one thing she can't uh-huh. have. Um, she's like. She's like, poor Lisa is trying to move on. She's like, I'm trying to get over Uh you. What are you trying to do? What do you want from us, Dean? Cut. Ugh. Ugh. Good melodrama. Of course he can't answer. Mwah. Yep. Mwah. Mm -hmm. And like, he does, the the next time we see him, he's like driving away, right? No, he talks to Ben. Oh, right. He talks to Ben. He talks to, yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't. We don't cut back to this conversation. Is the the no. right? We get the that's ridiculous. Plants could never kill a zombie. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb, but it's so cute. Are it's you a good. It's son? a good like in. Uh-huh. Yeah, are you winning, son? <laughs> Gen X talking to Gen Z. <laughs> I guess Ben's on the edge of Gen Z. Gen- Ben's our age, isn't he? Damn, I guess. Hold on, we met him in 2007, because he was season two. And he, and was he was eight turning, at the time. Turning eight. So yeah, he's pretty much yeah. our age. Oh my god. Yeah. Zillennial representation. And <laughs> so ben <true>. Breda. <laughs> Playing his DS. Was Plants vs. Zombies on the DS? It was, it was not a DS. Yeah, I didn't think so. And also, it's not Plants vs. Zombies, it's Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. No. You can tell by the sounds that are coming out of the thing. <laughs> I don't think it's a DS. It might be a like a PSP. Oh, is it a PSP? But it, I, I don't know, because it's really small uh, and round. It looks like, hold on. I'm pretty sure it's a DS. I'm, I'm looking back. But it doesn't have two screens. Um. Oh, wait. Hold on. Did I miss? It's just like a little round circular thing, but it looks too small wait. to be a PSP. Hold on, where's the trivia oh, section is for he this just, I, I think he's just playing on his phone. <laughs> Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, was that on the App Store in 2011? Um, I, so my confusion is, um, the, here, I'm posting the screenshot. This is a stupid thing to linger over when I have to go in 40 minutes, but, um. It's fine. So in this screenshot, you can see him holding, it's his phone. You can see him holding it. I thought that lamp in the background was the top part of a Nintendo DS. Oh, I see. Um... You can see how I made that mistake. Yes. Look at Dean's face. <laughs> yeah, extremely are you winning, son. <laughs> yes, anyway. he is playing Plants vs. Zombies on his phone. Yeah, um, before we get to Dean and Ben, um, Sam talks so to Johnny about the exposition yes. for the case. Yeah, sorry, I jumped um, ahead there. Which is very much just like a bunch of assholes, um, date-baited an autistic girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, it is very funny that, um, like, we have the cut, um, to the, uh, we have, we have the cut to, like, a character getting killed in the way the show does, and then just Sam, like, breaks into it. Um, okay, I, sorry, I need to correct myself. Sorry, I need to interrupt. I need to correct myself. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare didn't come out until 2014, so I don't know why there are, like, killing noises? If he's just playing regular Plants vs. Zombies, because it's literally just the do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, hmm. <laughs> and I think Plants vs. Zombies was on the phone. Yeah, I I, I didn't, 
the sound effects did not add up to me, but it's fine. It's TV. Yeah. Like, they got what sound effects they could. If they use Plants for Zombie sound effects, they probably have to pay them royalties or whatever. They should have just kept it. He should just be playing his phone on silent mode. You say battery that yeah. way. Turn the volume down. I mean, man. he's in his bedroom. He can plug his phone in whenever. I guess. I, I just hate. Guys, I, I never turn guys, my shit up. Plot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Sam saves Johnny, like, walks in and, like, rescues for the ghost. And Sam's like, that was a ghost trying to kill you for being a dick. You know what? It's you're true. lucky you're the most suspicious interview of all time. I figured something like this would happen. This scene's really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Sam is such an asshole. I love it when Sam's an asshole and he's not soulless. Uh huh. Then you know you deserve He's it. so mad that he has to save this guy. Mm -hmm. like, like, you, you absolute idiot. This. You probably deserve whatever's happening, but it's my job to protect you. Yep. Solus Sam would have let him eat it. Uh -huh. Solus Sam would have waited until he was about to die or like was being fought by the ghost and then used that to kill the ghost or whatever. Um, yeah. But yes, we, we get this. They get, we get them like pranking her, like I said. Um, this, this all got, like Emma said... Uh, and like Ash said, like we all like we've all talked about already. Um my Wait, are my, we gonna talk about the Ben and Dean conversation? My complaint stands. Uh yeah, that's okay. next. Um I'm okay. just like yeah, and then there's just like this horrible shot of them being like, oh, what do we do? And like just rolling her in an open grave, which is rough. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> and the whole time Johnny's like, you know, boys will be boys. Yeah, I mean what? it's a good it's a good like uh, indictment of boys will be boys in terms of like yeah you're right like none of them it's none of their direct fault in terms of like we didn't like they didn't murder her but is like a really good like this is sort of what happens when a collective like is all culpable mm -hmm. none of them are free yeah, of I sin like yeah blocked blocked <laughs> Um, and Supernatural, of course, does that thing again, where, uh, I guess jumping ahead a little bit to him being killed by <laughs> the sex doll, um, like, the characters, it, it's so weird, the characters are not allowed to kill people, um, ex unless Sam doesn't have a soul, uh, and, like, Sam says, I'm not saying you deserve to die, that's what Sam thinks, but the narrative of the show thinks he does. It's so weird. Like, I, I was thinking this whole time, like, this guy's gonna get killed. Like, the the boys aren't gonna kill him, but the, like, moral, like, compass of the show was going to have him be killed, because the show does think he deserves to die. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Well, I think it's more like the show thinks that ghosts think that people deserve to die. Right, but, like, he could have made it out. But, like, these characters they never do. Yeah, whether they think he deserves to die, is, I think, is less the question. It's whether or not he deserves to make it out is more the question the show is asking, which is not much of a difference. No. But, like, the the point is, the, the I guess it's more like, is death the justice or is the horrible trauma and no. guilt he has to live with the justice? No. And initially, it was going to be the horrible trauma and guilt because he was going to leave town and try and start fresh and, like, you know, try and move on. But then the show's like, just kidding. Because he happens to have a sex doll that the ghost can possess. I'm so curious. Such herb shit. <laughs> well, I'm curious whether he had this or whether the ghost possessed it and, like, just, like, put it in his bed. No, no he's, he, he was like, talking talks to, it. to it by name. Yeah, she has a name. Oh, wait. Is that? He... What? That's Jenny. No, 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 no. Right. I assumed this was his girlfriend 
who the ghost was doing the same thing that he did to her. No, I, he just has a sex doll. That oh, he, he talks he's like to talking to her with there. the lights he's on. Like, yes! the, he's like, we need to get out of town. Yes, he says. Grab he's doing a five Hargreaves. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we had two completely different readings of the scene. That's fascinating. Because well, because Jenny is on, on the like she's still there at the crime scene the next day. I think the show would have would have. I think there would have been a moment of like, oh my god, where's Jenny? Because she doesn't look like a real person. See, that that was my complaint of like this scene should have been darker, so the like him being fooled would make more sense. I don't think he was being fooled. He's just like, yeah. wouldn't oh. it be funny if somebody was a sexual freak and also was murdered? Uh, that's less good because yeah. I thought they were doing the karmic justice thing of like, haha, I replaced your like partner with a sex doll. No, he's too pathetic to have a partner, I guess. Just a sex doll. All right. Yeah, this guy's this guy's lame. He's a herb. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is the bit where Sam is like, no, you have to stay inside the circle. And he's like, you want me to stand here all night? Okay, you could die instead, whiny bitch. Literally. Same you have time. a ghost after you, and you're going to complain because you have to stand in a circle for a few hours? Also, uh-huh. you don't even have to stand in a circle. You are in the break room. There are chairs, a fridge, and a microwave. All right, let's talk about this Ben conversation. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, okay, so let's just... Okay, let's so just... so Ben says that he's not going to say sorry because it was an emergency, and Dean says, it's not an emergency, and he says, it is if it's the, it's third, the third one third I watch one. TV. I know what that means. And Dean just kind of, like, makes a face like, okay, well, you're not wrong, <sighs> but okay, I guess we're I guess we're doing this. Um, I do like that it's the third date in terms of... Um, Ben was, like, trying to deal with this, and he's like, no, I can't. I want my real dad back. Mm-hmm. He's imprinted on Dean like a chick. Uh-huh. Um, and Dean says, well, your mom's a grown-up. She gets to go out. Uh, but can't you just say, ben I'm says, sorry, and then come back? Yeah. Uh, and then he says, I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah. And then Dan says, so you hate mom now? What? No, come on. So it's, so it's me. me. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. Uh, <sighs> he's like, you'll get um, this when you're older. He's like, don't talk to me like I'm six. Then Dean says, okay, fine. It's like this then. Just because you love someone doesn't mean you should stick around and screw up their life. So I can't be here. And Ben says, you think something will follow you home? And he says, no, no, I don't. But I think my job turns me into somebody that can't sit at your dinner table. And if I stayed, you'd end up just like me. (sighs) That's really good. Because, like, he is... Because, like, something did follow him home or like they were literally in danger but like that's less mm-hmm. important to dean than this like dean thinks he could handle mm-hmm. like dean is a master of violence if they were ever in trouble he could save them that's not the thing he's worried about mm-hmm. he's worried about turning into john mm-hmm. yeah when and, he, and more than that father. he's worried that ben will turn into him yep. because he knows or he thinks he knows that that's how the cycle works yep. is the son is doomed to become the father yep. Yeah, he says, this way you get a shot at living whatever life you want. You know, pick one, pick five, because with me, there's just one road. <laughs> Dean. Ben says, you're a you liar. <laughs> you say family's so important, but but what do you call people who care for you, who love you, even when you're a dick? You know you're walking out on your family, right? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we cut to him, like, driving away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we cut to the we cut to the sex doll guy, but the next time we see Dean, yeah, it's when do we get the montage? It's um, it's after Johnny dies, I'm pretty sure, and after okay. the 
Oh no, it's before Johnny dies. I think. So then it is right here. Yeah, it's it. We cut to Sam burning the body, and then we have Dean driving away as he has the montage, and then we cut to Johnny uh, and him getting killed. Yeah, this montage made me laugh at first because it's just like five shots of Dean showing up on Lisa's door, exactly like she said, and I was like, "Wow, he does do that a lot." It's very silly, Um, but then it keeps going, and we see like scenes of their life that we never saw from the year that he spent with them, like doing cookouts and stuff, and it's like, "Oh my god, that is his family." See, I had a totally different read of Dean, the Dean showing up at his at her door montage because it looked like every time he did it, he just like looked more and more like broken down because the very last time that he did that was after Sam fucking fell into the cage and he was absolutely like devastated. So I, I thought that was more of like a progression of like that was where he went to try and like recover. Mm. Um, so I thought it was meant to be poetic. But it's probably not that deep. <laughs> I mean, I like that. And then what's what's the song? It's by Nazareth, I think. Featured music. Uh, Love Hurts by Nazareth. And then we get this final act, which the rest of the that was the that's the last good part of the episode the rest of this is in the way we talked about is like well we have to finish this now yeah Yeah. it's so johnny gets murdered by his sex doll jenny do you think it's on purpose that their names are so similar like is that supposed to be anything i guess i don't know i my whole read on johnny was off apparently so i don't know anymore i don't know um after she like when they find his body um she has he has like her ribbon around Uh his neck um, maybe there is a trans reading of this episode. I don't recommend it, though. <laughs> yeah. I assume she strangled him with her ribbon. Oh, maybe. But it does It does look very good. It looks very fashionable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they do investigative stuff. They find out that, uh-oh, the ghost's in her liver. Or, sorry, kidney, not liver. You sound like a fucking 14th century medieval <laughs> Yeah. The ghost is the in ghost your liver. The ghost is in your liver. Perhaps you should do cocaine about it. Literally was going to be my next line. Stop this, being in my head. This scene and also the previous scene with Johnny is more just the show being like, we have to move on here, which I get it because they've done so many times characters being like, what? The supernatural, huh? Um, but in both cases, they like ask for weird stuff and they're like, well, okay, I guess we'll tell you. Here's where the body's mm-hmm. buried. Well, uh, I, I guess I still have a part of her. It's my kidney. I don't know. It's, it's not really, it doesn't feel real, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. The, the conversations like do not flow naturally at all, but whatever. It's better than the last episode, at least. Yeah. If that's where we're setting the bar. <laughs> and then, this could have been, I, I guess it doesn't matter enough to be a two-parter. I don't know. I don't know how I would write this either, but it, it really d- is just like, I don't know. Yeah, if you can't figure out a good way out of it, just don't write it. If you find that you've painted yourself into a yeah. corner, just just step in the paint. You can come back. Once you figure out a good way to end it rather than bungling it because then, then nobody's happy i do like that um like dean is like maybe we should call dr robert have some leads on some non-haunted black market replacement kidneys yeah return of dr robert that would have yeah. fixed their lives so yeah and sam is like he op- operates out of a butcher shop and dean's like it's surprisingly clean mm-hmm. let me tell you interesting <laughs> continuity yes um this is how you know we're getting to the end of the episode yeah um, so then, then uh, is... Rose possesses baby, 
Like, Undine goes, before that, she possesses be- sex dolls. This is not a sex doll. Um, Eric and Nicole, I have some questions for you. Why did you do this? I do not know. This is the second time the Impala has been possessed. It also got possessed in episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so, it's... Surely you could have found a mannequin to put there. I mean, I like it. Yeah, it's fun. It's just like, does Dean have sex with his car? Oh, yeah, it is a weird fucking comment. I don't think so, because it's also, because it, cause it possesses regular mannequins, too. But it, it's I, still I think not a mannequin. My, my read of this, at the very least, is like, if a mannequin, if a thing adjacent to mannequins is something that is, like, personified by people, Dean does frequently personify and, like, humanize his car. Yeah, and I think the reason he draws the line between the Impala and the sex doll is because they're feminine. I, I think it's because it's a funny joke. Unquote. Well, yes. And it's Whereas the most the, recent thing the that happened. The anatomy dummy and the other uh, mannequin were male-bodied, quote-unquote. I am doing the biggest fucking scare quotes because they're fucking mannequins. Uh-huh. But it's like, when when she possesses guys, <laughs> it's the anatomy dummy. But when she possesses girls, it's the sex dolls. That's my that's my psychoanalysis. Fair enough. <laughs> Again, it's not that deep. Ah, uh, yes, the two genders, anatomy dummy and sex doll. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I just wanted to say, say, we get a moment here of the boys, like educating the audience i guess of like they're talking about hoodoo uh and uh isabel's like voodoo and dean's like actually it's hoodoo it's a little different actually no it's the other way around they're talking about voodoo no no, no. or no, no. They're, t- they're talking about hoodoo, hoodoo is the hoodoo, hoodoo is the magic voodoo is the religion they're talking about hoodoo and um, isabel comes out and goes voodoo yeah oh okay don't yeah don't listen to me then hoodoo is the craft voodoo is the religion yeah, they are saying hoodoo, and she says yeah. voodoo. Well, and and they they regularly do that. Like the show gets that right. Um, it's just like incredibly. Yeah, it's just never. Um, this just hasn't come up before of someone being like, "I don't understand what you mean." Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Then all this happens. She dies. Ripped to her. Uh, we get a real extremely like lukewarm. The ghost being like, "Oh no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that." And then the then it just kind of ends. Yeah. This could have been good. This could have been sad and tragic if they had like if they if it hadn't been so perfunctory. Mm-hmm. And if like Isabella's a character had mattered more in the episode. But yeah, yeah they kind of wasted like, this idea. Fuck. They could have just rather than killing her, they could have just like had Isabella and Rose talk and like have Rose move on the regular way. This is the this is the other problem with the show like in general being like too many ideas all like jammed together and all being resolved too fast in that you could have done one episode about like a mannequin ghost killing people you could have done another episode entirely about like the boys trying to figure out how to deal with a woman who has a ghost in her kidney and is like being haunted by her dead sister like that's a good horror premise mm-hmm but instead, they're just both dealt with, and then we get this denouement where both of the boys are like, man, our lives suck. <laughs> yeah. And Dean's like, we saved a few dicks and we killed an innocent girl. I got a heartbroken kid and a woman who's pissed at me, so, uh, yeah, facing your past is awesome. Yeah. It's not He's exactly got a kid. Yep. He does. That's his kid. Also, um, Dean is fixing up the Impala again. Yeah. Hell yes. Ship of Theseus, yeah. that bitch. Yep. 
Because she crashed. She crashed into yeah. Fucking Dean's like, I'm sorry, baby, and dodges as it slams. Yeah, into he the has thing. such a little guy face on as he like runs around yeah. in circles because the car is chasing he's, him. It's, it's so silly, cool. and then he does his like arms are eight foot vertical leap to get out of the way of the car as it smashes. Oh, so funny. Um, so funny. Yeah, both of them like we're tired. Sam's like we do save lives sometimes. It's like I'm tired of all the bad luck. Uh, Sam's like bad luck's kind of in the job description. Uh, but he does think he does. He says, "I have a soul because of you. I never thank you for that, did I?" And Dean's like, "That's all good, man." Sam says, "Well, thanks. You'd have done the same for me. I mean, look, we keep our heads down, keep swinging. We'll lose some. Hopefully, we'll win more. And I don't know. Anyway, for what it's worth, I got your back." Aww, that's his brother. It is sweet. Mm -hmm. I do. I I like this scene. I missed Sam with a soul. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the episode. Yep. <sighs> Okay. This is a supernatural ending. No no dumb cliffhangers yes. that d don't get resolved very well in the next episode. Just good old boys talking about their feelings. So <laughs> true, so true. And you said there were no artifacts besides Mr. Yep. Power Ranger, so correct? That's it, we're done. Yep. Uh next week. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Uh next week we're going to watch episodes 15 and 16, The French Mistake oh, and then there were yes! Oh my god. Yes. We're there. We're finally yes. there. I finally get to know we're what you there. guys are talking about. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, and then there were none or not. It's not a very good episode. Oh, well. No. But The French Mistake, so excited. Going to be a great episode to talk about. Um, let's see. Two, four, six. Yeah, and then after that, there's only six episodes left of season six. <sighs> Yeah, feels so, right that after this week we should finally get to have another Redland. So true, so mm -hmm. fucking true. The, uh, the, so join us next time for that. So ordeal for me, and your dad. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, join us next time for that. In the meantime, please rate and view us on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, send us questions, comments, etc. Um, you know, you know what to do in that regard. Uh, and until next time. We're just gonna we're just gonna have a time together, you know. We're just gonna sit down, relax, fix things up, talk about our feelings. It's a it's a nice chill end of episode for once. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to take some time to see where you're at. Decompress. <laughs> Decompress. Fix 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 up your car, etc. Mm -hmm. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description. <laughs>